Welcome to Parak Yudchas of Sefer Yechazgal. Here we have another moshel, uh, much like the previous Parak had a moshel of this, uh, these, uh, this tree and, and, and the eagle um, and all this kind of stuff. And much like we referred to as a vine which was withering uh, in a previous parak, here we have another moshel. What is the point of a moshel? So what a moshel does, it's familiar, it's from the word moshel, meaning to rule over. It allows us to be familiar with the concepts without the complexity. And in fact, it allows us to agree with the concepts before we apply them to real life. Sometimes when you tell something to someone about real life, once they know it's practical, they push it away. They don't want to hear it. But if they've agreed to the concept when it's in parable form, then, of course, you can give it over to them and they will agree much easier. It's often why good parents, um, if they would like their child to work on something or notice something, it's much easier to give it to them in story form rather than direct. Because in story form, they'll understand it. They'll appreciate the story and they'll understand the themes. Because if you tell someone directly, it may not necessarily go in uh, or be accepted. So what is our marshal here? So we've got a righteous grandfather and a grandson, but the son is rebellious. So grandfather, grandson, Tzadikim, middle son, rebellious. Uh, he says that it's not true that fathers eat unripe grapes and sons' teeth get set on edge. What does that mean? It means that the assumption that children are punished for their parents' misdeeds um, is not true. Um, the people were claiming that they were being punished for the sins of Manasseh and Yerava. Again, they were unwilling to accept responsibility, saying any punishment must be someone else. Uh, instead, Yechazkel said that each person uh, has uh, a divine element within them to ensure they follow Hashem. We have an Hashem. And an innocent person cannot be punished for the sins they committed. Right? They, they, excuse me, the sins they did not commit. And in it, let's say that properly, an innocent person cannot be punished for sins they did not commit. Everyone, ish becheto yumas, only someone who sins will die. Uh, Hashem doesn't desire the death of the wicked. You remember, he wants them to do tshuva and live, and then the sins will be erased. Yechazkel says when a righteous person deviates from his good deeds, those deeds will be ignored. He'll die with his sins. In other words, if you regret a mitzvah, then, says Yechazkel, you will no longer get that mitzvah on your account. Uh, of course, the flip side is if you regret an avera, all the more so you won't get the avera on your account. And the Gemara says that will even be turned to mitzvahs regretting avera. Uh, unbelievable. Yechaz, because then the Avera spurred you on to want better things in life. It's part of a chuva process, so you get rewards for it. Obviously, you can't try and do an Avera in order to do chuva, because then you'd be corrupting the chuva process. It will become a motivation for your Averas. Uh, Yechazkel rebukes those who criticize Hashem's justice, and he dubbins. He says, Klan Yisrael, come on, make a new heart, a new spirit, do chuva. Um, there's also one other point over here, the Radak quotes a Machlokes, Radak Posadvav, whether in this parak, Misa and Chaim, life and death, are referring to this world or the next world in this parak. But that is the beautiful, beautiful, deep parak that we've encountered in Yechazgal. It's a uh, parak, Yud, Ches of Sefer Yechazgal. Lots to discuss.